welcome to Focused on Fenway. I'm your host, Daniel Locke. Sit back and relax as I update you on everything going on in the world of Red Sox baseball from Boston and beyond. Please be sure to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Focused on Fenway. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome into another episode of Focused on Fenway. I'm your host, Daniel Locke. I covered the Red Sox for the Occupy Report, I studied journalism at Auburn University, and I also serve as the co-sports director for Auburn's student-run radio station Weagle 91.1 FM. The on-field product from the Red Sox was abysmal this weekend, but we will talk about it nonetheless. In better news, David Ortiz was inducted into the 2022 Hall of Fame class, which was the first ballot he was eligible for, and we will talk about that more at the end of the show. So... The Red Sox have not won a game since I saw them in New York last Friday. Unfortunately, they have gotten off to an ice-cold start after the All-Star break as they got swept by the Blue Jays this weekend. They are currently sitting at a 500 record now of 48-48. They are half a game above the last place Baltimore Orioles, and they are also 3.5 games back from the third American League wildcard spot. So, obviously not ideal, right? The Red Sox were about 8 to 10 games over 500. They kind of hovered in between that mark for most of June and early July. And then they just kind of, they've been on, they've struggled a lot since July 4th, which coincidentally is the day I started this podcast. So do I have something to do with it? Do I not something? Do I not have something to do with it? Remains to be seen. But hopefully they can turn this around against the Guardians starting tomorrow. But that's tomorrow. For now, we're going to talk about this Blue Jays series. So, game one, the Blue Jays won at 28-5. Yes, you heard that correctly, 28-5. I really considered just pretending this didn't happen, but I, I really didn't want to talk about it. Everyone I know, all of my friends who know anything about baseball or not, everyone sent me the ESPN notification about this, everyone wanted to make sure that I knew how bad my Red Sox got beat that night. Uh, Especially my good friend Caleb Thompson, a newfound Yankees fan. Don't know when that started, but yeah, uh, he made sure I knew about it. Everyone did. Everyone wanted me to know, but I knew. Trust me. So, like I said, I debated on just pretending this didn't happen, but good in-depth coverage includes talking about things that are not so fun, so we'll talk about it nonetheless. Nathan Eovaldi got the start for the Sox. It was his first outing, um, or the team's whole first outing after the All-Star break. He only went 2.2 innings, gave up 8 hits, 9 walks, walked 2, and struck out 3. Kevin Gossman was the starter for the Jays. He went 5 innings, giving up 7 hits, 3 runs, no walks, and struck out 10. So, clearly Gossman was the much better starter in this one, and... I'm not going to talk about every single run because that would just take way too long and be way too depressing, but Christian Vasquez hit a solo shot in the bottom of the fourth to make the score 14-1. Jackie Bradley Jr. hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the fourth inning that also scored Kevin Pilecki. Christian Vasquez hit another solo shot in the bottom of the sixth inning, and Rob Refsnyder hit a solo homer in the bottom of the seventh to score Boston's fifth and final run of the night. Um, yeah, run of the night. And I kind of feel bad for Christian Vasquez because any other night, a two-home run game is going to be great, but no one's going to talk about it because of how horrible the Red Sox played in this one. But 
That's just part of it. Eight different pitchers towed rubber for the Sox. The only two who didn't give up any earned runs were Jake Diekman and Hiroka Sawarma. And my biggest takeaway from this game is just utter disappointment. I I quit watching this one after the 11-run fifth inning. I just I just couldn't take it anymore. Just that is the worst I've ever seen the Red Sox play that I can remember. It's just 20 giving up 28 runs is a franchise record. So somewhere back in history there are some other bad days like that, but it's just unacceptable and Right now, the playoffs aren't even looking that likely, but you know we'll get to that later. So game two, the Blue Jays won this one 4-1. to one. Cutter Crawford started for Boston. He went six innings, allowed five hits, three runs, one walk, and struck out four. Alec Manoa started game two for Toronto. He also pitched six innings, allowed seven runs, or excuse me, seven hits. I wish he allowed seven runs. One run, no walks, and struck out seven. Bobby Dahlbeck got the scoring started and gave the Red Sox their first lead of the second half of the season with a solo home run to put the Sox up 1-0. The Blue Jays rode a big third inning to victory in this one. Santiago Espinal single to score Matt Chapman the tied game at 1. George Springer had a single to bring in Santiago Espinal and Kayvon Biggio. Alejandro Kirk had a sack fly that brought in Kayvon Biggio and put the Jays up 3-1. Teoscar Hernandez hit a double in the top of the ninth inning that scored Bradley Zimmer and made the score 4-1. The Red Sox bullpen did a good job. Um, John Screever and Tanner Hawk both tossed a scoreless inning, and Ryan Brazier gave up one run in the top of the ninth, but it ended up not mattering. My takeaway for this one is just simply, it was better than game one. Um, They didn't go out and lose 28-5 again, which was encouraging, I guess. I don't know. So, game three against the Blue Jays, um, the Blue Jays won 8-4. Brayon Bello made his second career start for the Sox in game three. He went four innings, allowed nine hits, five runs, all of them in the first inning, two walks, and struck out two. Ross Stripling started for Toronto. He went four innings, allowed five hits, two runs, one walk, and struck out one. Kayvon Biggio got the scoring started with a single in the top of the first inning that scored Vlad Guerrero and George Springer. Rami Tapia hit a double also in the top of the first inning that drove in Bo Bichette, Kayvon Biggio, and Matt Chapman. The Red Sox tried to answer in the bottom of the first as Xander Bogarts reached on an infield single that scored Jaron Duran. And they scored another in the bottom of the fourth as Yomer Sanchez singled to bring in Franchi Cordero. Rami Tapia singled in Tascar Hernandez in the top of the fifth to expand the Jays' lead to four. Danny Jansen hit into a fielder's choice to bring in Matt Chapman, also in the top of the fifth. Vlad Guerrero reached on an infield single to bring in Rami Tapia in the top of the fifth inning to make the score 8-2. to two. And Alex Verdugo hit a single to score Jaron Duran in the bottom of the fifth inning. Jackie Bradley Jr. hit a solo homer in the bottom of the sixth to bring the Jays' lead down to four. And just real quick, sort of like the Christian Vasquez thing in Game 1, Jackie Bradley Jr. hit two home runs in this series, which for him is phenomenal, but it's not going to be talked about because the Red Sox got swept. And unfortunately, after the second Jackie homer or the, of, of the series, first one of the game, there was no more scoring, and the Sox lost this one 8-4 to for the Blue Jays to finish off the sweep. Another good bullpen showing as Garrett Whitlock, Austin Davis, Caleb Ort, and Jake Diekman all pitched a scoreless inning. A game takeaway from this one, just 
good try. They, they tried. And a series takeaway, on to the next one. That is all the talk about the disappointment of this weekend. After this quick break, we will preview Boston's upcoming series against the Cleveland Guardians. Are you a fan of mixed martial arts? If so, I have the place for you. Brawl Talk MMA is one of the best places to go for interviews with fighters, fight predictions, recaps, and so much more. Brawl Talk MMA is run by my good friend, Will Miller, and let me tell you, he is the one of the best in the business. You can follow Brawl Talk on Instagram at Brawl Talk MMA and subscribe on YouTube. Let Will know I sent you. So, obviously this weekend was less than, less than ideal, but hopefully the Red Sox can bounce back against the Guardians at home starting tomorrow. J.D. Martinez is a day-to-day for Boston, and Angel Martinez is a day-to-day for Cleveland. So, this will be a Martinez-less series at first, at least. Losing J.D. is huge for the Sox. That's a, a over 300 hitter, so... You know, that, that's a big bat that they're not going to have access to, probably. So, already off to a not-so-good start in this. But Nick Pavetta is on the mound for Sox in Game 1. He is 8-7 and seven on the year with a 4.50 ERA, a 1.26 whip, 108 innings pitched, 104 strikeouts, and only 39 walks. Zach Plezak is on the mound for the Guardians in Game 1. He is 2-7 and seven on the year with a 4.02 ERA. A 1.27 whip, 94 innings pitched, and 68 strikeouts, and 23 walks. So, this is the pitching matchup I like the best. I know Plezak is one of their better guys, but Pavetta is one of our better guys. And Pavetta is better than Plezak. So, I'm really hoping that Pavetta can bring it and get the Sox their first win out of the All-Star break. So, Game 2 against Cleveland, Josh Winkowski is pitching for Boston. He is 3-4 on the year with a 4.38 ERA, a 1.43 whip, 37 innings pitched, 26 strikeouts, and 14 walks. And the Guardians have not determined a pitcher yet for Game 2. In Game 3, Nathan Ivaldi is starting for the Sox. He is 4-3 on the year with a 4.30 ERA, a 1.23 whip, 75.1 innings pitched, 79 strikeouts, and 14 walks. And... Cal Quantrill is starting Game 3 for the Guardians. He is 7-5 on the year with a 3.75 ERA, a 1.30 whip, 105.2 innings pitched, 67 strikeouts, and 31 walks. I always love Ivaldi being on the mound. Always an advantage for the Sox. Hopefully it is here as well. And in Game 4, Cutter Crawford is starting for Boston. He is 2-3 on the year with a 4.59 ERA, a 1.31 whip, 42 innings pitched, 48 strikeouts, and 16 walks. Tristan McKenzie is starting for Cleveland. He is 7-6 on the year with a 3.11 ERA, a 0.98 whip, 107 innings pitched, 100 strikeouts, and 29 walks. Tristan McKenzie is definitely the best pitcher of all eight starters in this matchup, so... That's going to be tough in Game 4. Cutter Crawford hasn't been the best, especially recently. He's he's definitely had some good outings. Like The one that comes to mind is the July 4th outing against the Rays when he pitched for four or five innings and didn't give up any runs. So he, We need that Cutter Crawford. We, we don't need Cutter Crawford that we saw against the Blue Jays this weekend. And hopefully the series goes better and... You know, it really can't go any worse, I guess. If they just win one, that's an improvement. 
But when we come back, we're going to talk about David Ortiz being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Heading to a game at Fenway? Be sure to stop outside of Gate C and pick up a copy of the Occuway Report. There are plenty of great articles, some written by your favorite podcast host, Daniel Locke, and so much more. You don't want to miss out on the best Red Sox program in town. So obviously a very disappointing weekend for the Red Sox, on the field at least, but David Ortiz had a very big day today. He was inducted into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame class of 2022. David was a big part of three separate Red Sox World Series teams, 2004, 2007, and 2013. He played a huge role in reversing the curse against the Yankees in the 2004 ALCS. He hit 483 home runs for the Red Sox and 541 total, including his two years with the Twins. Just one of the most clutch Red Sox of all time, and... I would be remiss if I didn't take some time to appreciate Big Poppy here tonight. Thank you, David. Congratulations on a wonderful career and achieving the most prestigious baseball honor. That is going to do it here for me for now. And have a great night. And between now and the next time, go Sox. Thank you for listening to the Focused on Fenway podcast. I had a great time keeping you informed on everything going on with the Boston Red Sox. Please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Focused on Fenway. You can also follow me on Twitter at Daniel J. Law. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll speak to you soon.